Welcome back. This is Dr. Fred Clary, and welcome back to another fact podcast. So today we're going to look at a uh, subject that has been in the news probably for a good 30, 40 years related to health, wellness, longevity, and that's cholesterol and lipids, cholesterol and fats, fat in your diet, fat in your bloodstream, fat and plaque in your arteries and plumbing causing heart attacks and strokes and an early demise to good people. There's a lot of misinformation out there. This is usually a topic that when I teach my uh, neurology diplomates, um, that's a 300-hour course for uh, chiropractors looking for a little more clinical neurology training, or I teach uh, some of my science classes, it's a subject that I usually uh, cover for hours and hours. Just not the biochemistry of cholesterol and lipids, but... uh, going through what research is out there, what we know, what we understand about heart disease, and how we got to the occlusionary theory. That is where a piece of plaque will get blocked in your arteries, and that is what caused uh, heart disease, the heart attack. Now, that's not to say um, that that is not the reason but we want to go through what causes that blockage. It's real important to find out what caused the blockage. Now you have to remove it. You got to get it out. You got to open up the blood flow. We all understand that. That's why they have stents. That's why they go through your leg and your hip and your groin with a, you know, amazing technology and they can they can thread Um, a stint all the way up your blood vessels into your heart and open it up without having to crack your chest anymore and open that up. So the invasiveness is totally changed. It's wonderful. Modern medicine is wonderful. But there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I'll just be quite honest, just in the last couple years, a big meta-analysis study and review study, systematic review, that means where they look at 30, 40 papers from all over the world, where's all the research, has showed that high cholesterol is not linked. I said is not, is not linked, is not responsible, does not cause increased risks to heart attacks and strokes. I'll say it again. High cholesterol is not linked by the research that's out there right now to heart attacks and strokes. Now that might be mind blowing if you watch enough TV, um, our poor GPs and internists and, and endocrinologists, all those people you work with, have been told, trained in their undergrad, trained in their medical school, trained in their residencies and internships, trained in continuing ed, that this is the reason. Get them on anti-cholesterol statins. That's a very powerful chemical that goes to the liver and blocks the liver's ability to produce cholesterol. It does that by slowly poisoning the liver. It affects the Krebs cycle. The Krebs cycle, K-R-E-B-S. The Krebs cycle is important for all energy metabolism of every cell in your body. So I don't know if you want to mess with that, but that's what statins do. And that's why you get all these side effects like dementia and muscle pain and ache. And some people, they're susceptible to it. But you you take this pill, liver, it lowers cholesterol. And now all the studies are showing that these drugs are not, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, extending life. 
Now, a lot of times they say, well, you know, I've seen it. Statins are extending life. We've seen miracles. Well, a lot of times it's the fact that they're cherry picking the research. Someone gets on a statin, they know they have high cholesterol or they've already had a heart attack. They are changing their lifestyle. They're eating better. They're not eating Twinkies and Ho-Hos and beer every night. They are changing their, their, their way of eating. They're not having McDonald's for breakfast, Burger King for lunch, and slamming some Arby's um, for dinner. They are changing the amount of trans fatty acids. That's the plastic type fat. It's, it, chemically, it looks more like the ponds look more like plastic than they are real fat. Yes, I said plastic, like cellophane plastic. Um, plastic um, on your water bottles that you guys like to buy a lot of and, you know, destroy Mother Earth here. Um, so trans fats are one reason for the increase in heart attacks and strokes, but not cis fats. It just has to do with how the bonds look at each other. It just means where the, the, the hydroxyl groups and the hydrogens are turned and bent, which, you know, chemistry is not um, a place here. I'm trying to keep this for the general public. But understanding that chemically it's slightly different than the fat you would find in butter made at the farm in the middle of Wisconsin. It's a different type of fat. It's actually chemically different. And your body, your liver, does different things with it. And your digestive system. What's this all mean? How can high cholesterol not cause plaques? For, since 1959, there was a landmark uh, research in the Journal of American Medical Association which basically said that, you know, we, we thought that high fats were causing all this because when someone dies of a heart attack, they go in for an autopsy. We open up all these plugged and blocked blood vessels around the heart, and we look at the plaque, we throw it in a blender, we chemically analysis, and it's mainly fat and cholesterol and some calcium. Wow, it must be cholesterol that's the enemy. Well, that made no sense to me, and, and that's been going on since the 19, at least 1959. We're saying it's the enemy. Fat's the enemy, cholesterol's the enemy, and it's really ramped up um, in the 80s and 90s with the advent of statins, everyone's been saying cholesterol's enemy. That never made sense to me. That's like saying water's the enemy. There's some important things you need for life. There's water, right? You need water, you need protein, and you need cholesterol. Cholesterol is the backbone. Cholesterol, sterile, is the backbone, steroid. It has to do with the chemical ring arrangement of cholesterol. Cholesterol is the backbone, the foundation where most of our hormones are made. Testosterone, estrogen, aldosterone, keep going. Um, pro progesterone. All these steroid or sterile-like hormones are made from those chemicals called cholesterol. It is made from those. That's the background it uses. You need those. But that's not even the important thing. Who cares if, you know, if I don't get enough fat and, and cholesterol on my diet that, you know, I'll, I'll have low testosterone problems, low estrogen problems, low progesterone problems. You know, I'll be infertile. That doesn't matter. What really matters is what cholesterol is for on the cell membrane. Now, our cell membranes are pretty cool. They keep the bad stuff out and the good stuff in. And it's a bilayer. It's like a sandwich. You have to imagine that what we have is these fatty acids that um, 
you know, the water-loving areas of a fatty acid stick out and the water-hating stick in. That's why oil fats float on water. There's some chemical bonding that don't like each other. It doesn't like each other. It repels each other. And that's why oil floats on water. Well, it means that having cholesterol in there, stuck in your cell membrane, your body puts cholesterol in the cell membrane to stiffen up, make the structure stronger, make the cell membrane stronger. I mean, every cell membrane, your trillions of cells need cholesterol. Your trillions of cells need cholesterol to allow the membrane to function properly. If you don't have enough cholesterol, it's too leaky, bad stuff gets in, good stuff gets out. So that's important to understand. So cholesterol is a building block. It's a building block for every one of our cells. It's a building block for our hormones. That's not even the important part. It's not important as much as this next item. Here's the important thing. When we're trying to learn, we're trying to hold on to a new memory, our brain, our nervous system makes new connections. Sometimes it actually makes a, a, this is called neuroplasticity, neuroarborization. We actually make new connections. So when you're trying to learn a new language, when a baby's trying to learn something new, all these connections are changes to the brain. And even as an adult, to hold on to certain memories, we have to continually maintain them. Well, for years and years, we didn't understand this neuroplasticity. If you Google it now, it's all over the place. Everyone's saying, oh my goodness, the brain can change. There's all these programs and even online games to help your brain with memory, with learning, to be a better person. Now, 30 years ago, that was called quackery. The brain didn't heal. The brain couldn't change. We actually thought that. The issue is the brain takes a long time to change, especially in adults, three to five years. But what we need to understand is that it does heal. But how does it do that? How does the brain change? How do we get this adaptation? Well, you have to have these specialized nervous system cells called glial cells that assist the neurons in making new connections. And right where the nerves talk to other nerves is an area called the synapse. That's where neurotransmitters, chemical messengers are put down, and they talk to the other nerve. This synapse is very important. And guess what makes or breaks the synapse? According to all the neuroscience textbooks, neurobiology books, all the science out there, guess what? Cholesterol. Cholesterol is the controller of your neuroplasticity. Cholesterol is what controls all the synapses in your body. Now, that's not talked about, but it's all in the literature. It, I could inundate you with all the different articles in the parts of textbooks that explain this. Cholesterol makes or breaks the synapse. Now, knowing that, maybe we don't want to dumb down our society. Maybe we don't want to dumb down by having, you know, trying to lower fats and cholesterol. Your brain is basically, you know, two to three pounds of fat, depending on who you are, two to three pounds of fat floating in Gatorade. And you want good fats and you want cholesterol available for remodeling, for healing, damage, and for making new connections. Again, my ability to talk to you is based on cholesterol. It is controlling the synapse. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable when people say, you know, that cholesterol is the enemy. It is not the enemy. All the research says it is not. 
I mean, even back to, what, 1994, when they did a study and they showed people with higher cholesterol levels and higher LDL, that's supposedly the bad cholesterol, it's not bad. But anyway, higher LDLs live longer. The reason they live longer is they have more building blocks for repair and remodeling and maintenance. Repair, remodeling, and maintenance of every cell and controlling how your nervous system communicates are all a function of cholesterol. So how do we get to this point? Like I said a few minutes ago, someone dies of a heart attack, you open up the plaque, and that plaque is made of cholesterol, triglycerides, and calcium. And they blamed it. That's like blaming cars for problems on the highway. Let's remove cars and there'd be no parking lot. There'd be no accidents. There'd be no... uh, I mean, can you really blame cars for all the fatal car accidents? There'd be no car-related deaths if we remove cars. Now, that seems silly. It's the same thing when dealing with cholesterol. So most of the studies out there saying, what is causing heart attacks? What What is the reason for all this? Well, saturated fat, Fats, lipids, cholesterol do not cause the problem. It is caused by inflammation. Inflammation. Imagine that um, you have some workers that are trying to repair, oh, I don't know, they're going to come into your house and remodel your kitchen. And they bring all their building products. They bring the two-by-fours. They bring the new tile. They walk up to the house, and the house is on fire. Inflammation. There's inflammation happening in the cells, the tissue, the left circumferential artery, the LAD in the heart. There's all this inflammation. And what they do is they drop the cholesterol. Cholesterol is gold. It's used for everything. It's a gold, important building product. So they drop that cholesterol and leave it there at the site because ah, I can't remodel the kitchen. It's, the house is on fire. They come back the next day with more products. Oh, they got more two-by-fours. They got the plywood. You know, they got the kitchen counter and the new sink. House is still inflamed. They dropped off the products. You can't be anabolic, healing normal tissue and replacing it, maintaining it with normal tissue. You can't be anabolic and catabolic at the same time. So when you're inflamed, that's catabolic. And you start healing with, say, scar tissue in your muscles, your skin. And in your arteries, you start, laying, you start depositing building blocks that should be going into a cell for healing. So what's the body do? Hey, let's just put this right here for repair so we can come back later. Now, I know this is controversial, but most of the research shows that, you know, coronary heart disease is a chronic inflammatory condition. And no matter what you're eating, you're going to build up inflammation, excuse me, you're going to build up plaque everywhere because of the inflammation. The inflammation is the problem. So, so this inflammation, what else does it cause? It causes insulin resistance. Insulin's is the, insulin is the hormone in our body that forces sugar into cells, forces amino acids into cells, and forces triglycerides into cells. If your insulin isn't working properly, the lipids and triglycerides and cholesterol stay free-floating throughout your body and don't get incorporated into the cell for repair, maintenance, healing. So if you have high insulin levels caused by a very sugary diet, you always have insulin floating around because every time you have a handful of Christmas cookies, insulin is released. And the Christmas cookies, the sugar from the Christmas cookies stays around shorter than the amount of insulin. 
And what happens if, if you chronically are releasing insulin, the receptors on every one of your cells, including the lining of your blood vessels, downregulates, goes underneath, hides, because there's so much insulin, I'm closing the door to you. There's too, much, there's too much traffic outside. I'm closing the door. I'm closing the shades, closing the windows. I don't want to look outside. With that much insulin resistance, meaning insulin's not used properly by the cells, things like lipids and cholesterol, proteins get stuck. Even sugar gets stuck on the outside. That's what diabetes is, is you're not producing enough insulin or your insulin receptors aren't working. So what's that mean? It means you, you have to have a better lifestyle, a healthier lifestyle, reduce the amount of simple sugars that helps um, control insulin levels. So when your insulin is released, it works. Higher protein, vegetables. I know a lot of people are vegetable haters, but just eat your vet, some vegetables somewhere, some fiber, exercise. A lot of people say, oh, you know, what kind of diet do I need? You need to eat more fat if you want the fat off your arteries. You need good, healthy fats in your diet, not trans fats, that chemical we talked about. It's more like plastic to your liver, not simple sugars, which causes immediate inflammation in the body. So if you can control inflammation, these building blocks don't float around and you don't have your body trying to figure out what to do with all this gold around and hiding it under the bed, hiding the money under the mattress. Cholesterol is gold. It's very important to our body and it's going to save it wherever it can. And if you're inflamed, if you're catabolic, it doesn't get incorporated. It doesn't get utilized. It doesn't become part of a healing cell. So you have beat up, unmaintained cells, worn out cells, and the answer to its healing outside floating around. And because of inflammation, the cholesterol, the fats, they don't get into the cell. And the sugar doesn't get in because it's too high. When you're inflamed, insulin is not utilized properly too. So again, to repeat, it's not cholesterol is not the enemy. The cars on the highway aren't the enemy. <laughs> it's what's going on on the highway. It's the whole system status, the whole system being the body. It's inflamed. Nothing's going to be utilized wrong. And again, go get your hearts checked. You know, get a, a cardio scan to make sure you're, you don't have um, a, a plaque buildup with calcium in your heart somewhere that's going to lead to um, an unsymptomatic heart attack. There's a lot of people that have heart attacks and have no symptoms at all. So get those things checked out, and, but start an anti-inflammatory diet. There's tons of them online. The Mediterranean diet, the, um, the University of Wisconsin Medical School uh, Department of Family Medicine has a good one. So again, cholesterol is not the enemy. Inflammation is the enemy, and it will screw up the proper utilization of everything fats, cholesterol, sugars, protein. Everything you take in will be messed up. So what am I supposed to do? Where do I attack this? So what do you do? Well, first of all, this is just information. If you're physiologically jacked up, make sure you go to your certified midwife, your medical doctor, your nurse practitioner, your osteopath, your physician's assistant, your chiropractor. Go to someone who can coach you and guide you through this. But Fred, what about my cholesterol levels and my, my low LDL and my high HDL? Well, the good, the bad, LDL is just what, you know, delivers um, cholesterol to the cells, all cells, so they can build and repair. HDL brings it back to the liver for recycling and processing. 
So they thought if you had higher HDLs, you would be, you're cleaning up your arteries. Well, it's still inflammation. It's still about inflammation. So, you know, maybe if you got a screwed up heart or liver or kidneys or muscle, your body's trying to repair it, but because it's inflamed, LDL raises up and gets higher cholesterol levels. Your total triglycerides get higher because guess what? We are not taking care of repairing this. So what do I do? When you go to the doctor, I'm not too worried about your cholesterol level if your C-reactive protein, your ESR are low. So make sure if your doctor's checking your cholesterol, they're also checking C-reactive protein and ESR, erythrocyte sedimentation rate. C-reactive protein is a hallmark, is a marker for inflammation in your whole body. It checks for global inflammation. So does ESR. It's not as exacting as C-reactive protein, but do them both. It's on the test. It's a couple bucks. Get it done. And if you're over 40 or 50, make sure you get your cardiac score from uh, a CT scan, specifically looking for clogged arteries in your heart that may be asymptomatic until you drop. So get it done. Again, C-reactive protein, get that checked. ESR, you can add that in, looking for inflammation in your body. That combined with your cholesterol level and LDL level and HDL level should tell you something. Because even if you have borderline high cholesterol, if you have high inflammation in your body, if you have abnormally high C-reactive protein, you better change your diet. You better get on, you know, some type of Mediterranean anti-inflammatory diet. But if your cholesterol is eh, a little high, but you have no inflammation, you're healing from something. That may be normal for you and not a health risk. So get your inflammation down. Get your simple sugars down. Check your C-reactive protein and your cholesterol level. They're married. You know, high cholesterol, bad with inflammation. Moderate borderline cholesterol, bad with high inflammation. Moderately high, high-end normal cholesterol, zero inflammation. Eh, you may be healing. That may be for you. You may be okay. But make sure your doctor's aware of this. If your doctor still thinks that high cholesterol is a bad thing, shop around. Find someone who's read a few papers in the last five years, actually two or three years. It's important that they understand that it's all about inflammation too. And they can help you address it with the right lab work and dietary advice. And this has been Fred Clary and another Fact Podcast.